Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of C-Suite Interviews. I'm your host, John Janklase. This month's episode is brought to you by the Big Cast Network and sponsored by our good friends at Coney. This show is also rebroadcasted each month at the CEO Corner, so you have two options to find us. This month's interview is with Eric Qualman. He is a number one best-selling author and motivational speaker. He has performed in over 50 countries, reached 25 million people this decade. He was voted second most likable author in the world behind Harry Potter's J.K. Rowling. His work has been used by the National Guard, Nordstrom, and NASA. NYU Stern indicated Qualman is to digital leadership and transformation, what dimming is to quality, and Drucker is to management. Eric and I met up for this interview at his recording studio in Austin, Texas, where we talked about his latest book, Digital Leader, Five Simple Keys to Success and Influence. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview with Eric. He's got tremendous energy and insight to share with us. If you're ready, put your feet up. Here's my interview with Eric Qualman. Hey, Eric, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you. I know it's uh, it's fantastic, you know, in heading here to Austin to interview you in person, which I normally don't do, but um, you're so dynamic that I had to be across from you looking at these green glasses, right, for motivation, inspiration, and to get things going. And, you know, our audience might not know you, and so maybe if you take two to three minutes, just kind of give us an update about who you are and what's the mission. Yeah, no, uh, my name's Eric Qualman. A lot of people out there know me as Equal Man. Um, I'm a number one best-selling author and motivational speaker. And so my entire mission is to entertain, educate, and empower people to their best life. Um, and I'm surrounded by amazing people at Equal Man Studios. So we do a lot of things. We have film and animation crews that help folks that range from IBM to Cartier to Disney. And then obviously we write books and then we speak and perform on stage. So that's all we're trying to do is trying to help people live their best life. But when I was in college, I just had this bug. Could I write a book? And so I wrote a fiction book and I have over a thousand rejection letters for that fiction book trying to get it published. But I didn't know that that would lead me down the path to when I eventually were to write a business book. So at the time to try to keep it tight, but I was speaking a lot on search. So we did a lot of paid search when I was the head of marketing at Travel Zoo. And when I saw MySpace at the time, I said, wait, this social media is going to change the way we live and do business. So I started speaking on that. And a lot of people thought I was crazy because they thought at the time it was just for teenagers. And my buddy in the audience said, hey, you got to talk to my publisher. So I talked to the publisher and I had an idea for a book that eventually became Social Nomics. And so I was prepared for that moment with that publisher and then away we went. And so that's where I got the bug. And since then I've heard a quote that you either write a book to change yourself or to change the world. And so that's why I had to get socialnomics out because I, I said, why can't people see this? This is gonna change actually fundamentally how we live even offline. And so that's where I got the bug. And then from there, it's just been great to meet so many great people. And if you can help people out with your book writing, then, then that's why. I, Anyone out there, I always say you have a book in you. That doesn't mean you need to write it. You might want to get with someone that can help you write it. But if you have that book, just make it happen. So social nomics, what year did you write that? 2009. 2009. So pretty prolific here, man. Coming up on five or six books, the latest one, Digital Leader. Tell us a little bit about Digital Leader. What was the inspiration around that book? Digital leader, so the more I spoke and performed around the world, I'd meet great thought leaders like yourself, and I'd sit down with them when I occasionally had time with them. When they could afford the time, we'd grab a bite to eat. 
and I'd ask them, how did you get here? How did you become so successful? And more times than not, they said, well, I can focus a little better than most. And then I asked them, what's your biggest challenge? And they said, well, it's the reverse coin of that is focus. But then we started talking a little bit more about what books do they read. And there's three books that always came up. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Jim, which is by Stephen Covey. Then Jim Collins, Good to Great. And then Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point. And those are amazing books. And I've been fortunate to meet most of those, those guys backstage in the green room. But I started to think, wait, those books were all written before... YouTube existed, before Facebook existed, before the iPhone existed. So the world shifted. So Digital Leader came about. I wanted to look into what's still core leadership-wise and what has that digital twist. And the good news is that 80% is still core and the 20% just has that slight digital twist. Well, that's what I appreciated in looking through the book. Um, boy, folks in our industry, which is financial services, we're going through this digital revolution just like everybody else. But we're so used to delivering financial services through brick and mortar, and now we have this whole digital phenomenon. So it makes sense that there's this leadership component that matches that, right? Mm -hmm. That's doing that. So yeah, when we look at Stamp, so we wanted to research and figure out, sit down with these digital leaders, and understand what are the tips and habits and tactics that they use on a daily basis. And we didn't know if it was gonna be 21 habits, if it's gonna be three that they shared. It turns out they share five habits and those habits form the acronym of STAMP. So it's really about simple, true, act, map, and people. So can you can we dig into that a little bit? Yeah, no, yeah if yeah. you don't mind, yeah. yeah. Why don't we go right to you know the, the first letter in the acronym, simple. Tell us about that. As, if I'm a leader, what do I need to be owning about? What is simple? <clears throat> So a lot of folks have the misconception when it comes to digital transformation or digital leadership that it's very, very complex. And it's the exact opposite. You have to simplify things. It's not about adding things. It's about taking away. So one of the things that we found in the book that a lot of people make the mistake doing at the highest levels is they try to multitask. So one of the easiest ways for you or your teams to simplify is to stop multitasking. Because what you're doing is you're actually switch tasking. So we're not multitasking. Our brain's not parallel processing writing an email while you listen to a conference call. It's actually trying to figure out which one's more important, A or B, A or B. And the moment that you're switch tasking, there's a loss of efficiency. So you're doing the exact opposite of what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to get more out of your day. You're trying to get beat, beat the competition, and you're actually becoming less efficient. So much so that in the moment that you're multitasking, which again is really switch tasking, is that your IQ drops 15 points which as my dad would say, son, that's a lot of points for you. You went to a state school, <laughs> which I love that. I can't like, afford those either, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so 15. Yeah, 15 points, which is equivalent to not sleeping for 36 hours. So that's just one of the, the habits that if you look at simplification, one of the easiest ways is to stop multitasking, which again is switch tasking. Then as we roll into T for true, and this is an exercise that, that we did together, is every leader understands who they are or where they're trying to go, and then they take their organization with them. So a simple exercise to look in the digital age on how to do that. And again, a lot of listeners out there that have Steve, read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that book opens with the line of, what do you want people to say about you at your funeral? But because privacy is dead, we live in a fully transparent world, you don't have to wait for your funeral to know what's being said about you because it's all out there in your digital so stamp, digital footprint, digital shadow. And so a good exercise to do for everyone that's listening is if you were to Google your name, 
if someone were to Google your name right now, what's the one word you'd want to show up five seconds from now, five days, five weeks, five years, 500 years from today. And so it's really about writing that word down. A lot of you listening, just a word popped into your head. And what I want you to do is then take that word and put it into a sentence, which is going to take you some time because as Mark Twain once said, I didn't have time to write you a, a short letter, so I wrote you a long one, is I want you to take that to a sentence level. So an example would be if my words empower, the sentence would look, I want to entertain, educate, and empower people to their best life. And you should do that for yourself as a leader, but also you should do it for your teams, for your brands, for your service. So this is kind of your why statement? It is. Kind of getting to that? Yeah. Like why, what's the point? And so many people have, have a problem with that. So juxtapose kind of doing that, that exercise on Google. Very helpful. Cool. How about act? So act is for action. Nothing happens without action. And if I'm a listener out there, you're trying to see a pattern is these things aren't that complex. They're simple, but that doesn't mean they're easy. If you think about if you want to get in better shape, what do you have to do? You have to exercise more and eat better. Pretty simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Otherwise, all of us be walking around with six-pack abs. It's really about understanding how to take that action. So the issue is in a digital world, which we're living in, is we can fall into throughput traps. So throughput traps, what happens is that our team's working hard. They're texting, they're tweeting, they're emailing, but they're not producing any output. They're not having a resulting action that's producing that output. And so the easiest way, it is really easy to follow these throughput traps because most of us, the one thing that's within reach 24 hours is our phone and the day starts with your alarm going off probably on your phone and you grab your phone, but instead of simply turning it off, all of a sudden you start answering. I'll just answer this one email, all of this one. Then all of a sudden you're late, your days askew, you're caught in traffic and you've fallen into that throughput trap. So it's really all about getting to that output and taking that action. And interesting enough, when people read the book Digital Leader on a Kindle or on a, a mobile device, we can actually, as an author, you can see what's the most highlighted passage. And for me, it was shocking that by far the most highlighted passage, by far, it was shocking to me because it's not anything new. Something's been around for hundreds of years. It's just the process of when you wake up in the morning writing down the one or two most important things you need to get done that day and hyper-focusing on those two things to get those completed and produce that output before you fall into the fire traps, before you start focusing on the immediate versus the important. I really like that idea of focusing. It's a habit that I use. I didn't know I was doing that. Before I leave every day, I put down the one or two or three things that I must get done tomorrow. So I'm already priming myself saying, when I come in tomorrow, this is what it's all about. No, that's great. And you do that the night before? The night before. Okay. I tried to do it in the morning, and for whatever reason, it didn't work as well for me. Yeah. You could easily get to the office, and the world starts to take over the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, doing it the day before has helped. So that, that's, that's good. I love that. There's some of the research that we came across just recently says that it's a good thing to even do it the night before because then it's on paper, and it's not in your mind anymore, so it allows you to sleep better. So there's some research actually behind that. So it's smart that you're doing it at night. And I do sleep good, so <laughs> we're making that connection. Uh, how about our, our next word there? Yeah, so we have M for map, and it's really, we're not doing five and 10 year plans anymore for most of us. If you're still doing some city construction, you might still have those five and 10 year plans, but it's really about being as nimble as possible. So you have a firm destination. So that means we still have a goal, 
But then now we have to be more and more because of the speed that we're living in, being flexible in our path. And I was talking to this uh, great turnaround CEO, and she comes into organizations, and they've got good management, but then she takes them to the next level. And I asked her, what's your secret? And she goes, you're going to be amazed at how simple it is what I do. And I go, yeah, please let me know. And she goes, well, I come in, I ask for their top 50 customers or clients, list of that. And she goes, usually they have it. If they don't, then it's a sign that it's a bigger mess than I think. But they'll have that. And then I fly and meet with them face to face. I don't do it on the phone. I meet face to face with the top customers and I ask them, what's the number one product or service you use or the most valuable one that you use of all the ones that you use? And then why us? So just those two questions, what are you using and what's invaluable and why us? And she goes, I don't really need to meet with 50. I do. But after 30, I've got a pattern. I come back and I steer the ship just around those two things and have them hyper-focus on it. Um, and what she told me, which was enlightening, is she's 52. She said, every morning I woke up with the mindset, man, I hope there's not that fire drill or I hope today's doesn't have an explosion or a massive hurdle. And she goes, after 52 years on my birthday, I realized that day has never come. <laughs> and so she switched her mindset to say, I can't wait for that challenge because it's going to keep the competition out and it's going to make me better. Yeah. Look what I can learn today, right? Yep. It's going to expose something about how we're going to get better and we're always looking for that. So how about people? That's your, your last. P, yeah, peace, peace for people. And most of us are really good at surrounding ourselves with the right people offline. And that's really critical, right? You got to stand on other people's shoulders. And that goes back to those three books I mentioned, goes back for the last hundreds, thousands of years. And so the digital twist to the P for people is how do you do that digitally? And so throughout the book, I stress, number one, digital leaders are made, not born. So anyone can do this. And number two is these tools are not designed to replace face-to-face. -face. They're there when time and distance are an issue. And so it's really about understanding the correct usage of these tools. And so it's not replacing the lunches, not replacing the coffees, not replacing the conferences. But when you do meet that person or you have a relationship with someone in the offline world is when time and distance are an issue and you can't go have lunch, then you use these tools to do what I call is posting it forward. So there's a lot of ways you can develop relationships, but the easiest way digitally is what we call posting it forward. It's taking your selfie, flipping the phone around, and then shining the light on everybody else. And so what that looks like is if your tool of choice is email, you go, hey, I saw this article. I know you love equestrian. I, I thought you'd find this interesting. So you send that article off. Or if it's Twitter's your favorite tool of choice, here's three thought leaders in the community that I love, and you list their names. LinkedIn, maybe that's your tool. You go in and endorse people for skills that they actually do have, and you just endorse them. Um, so anyways, I get excited about that, but that's P for people. I love that part of people. When somebody says, you know what, you really see me, you get me, you know that I like equestrian stuff, <laughs> bring it. You know, I love that, that's, that's really cool. So STAMP is our acronym for Simple, True, Act, Map, and People. Thank you for going over that with us. Changing gears here a little bit. So one of the things I appreciate is you're just a ferocious reader. You're learning all the time, and you have an uncanny way to share that with others. A lot of the folks who are listening to this podcast today are emerging leaders. They're trying to do the very same thing. If you could give us a tip about how do you learn, how do you digest all of this and make sense of it and be able to take action? Yeah, I mean, the best way I've found for me personally to learn is obviously 
like leaders are readers and readers are leaders. So it's always important to be reading. And for some reason, I don't know why it is for me, a book, just I feel like I'm learning more than if I'm reading trade publications or reading stuff online. I still do that to stay abreast of, of what's going on. Uh, but the greatest way that I learn is from other people. And so I'm always trying to get that energy from other people. So we're, we've got a mandate to try to always be meeting someone for lunch. And then throughout the course of that lunch, I'll actually, my metric is to look at my food throughout the conversation. And if my plate is getting depleted of food faster than the other person, then I'm talking too much. So it's really about, okay, I got to listen because that's how I'm going to learn. And so that's my metric when I'm having those lunches. I'll periodically glance at my food. I I just experienced that because we had lunch before this podcast and and, and you did well on your metric. (laughs) That's fantastic. It was a great lunch discussion. We were all over the place, which I I really appreciated. So if I were to jump and take a look on your phone and on your laptop, what am I going to find there? What are you reading like right now? Yeah, right now. So you'll always find my favorite apps, Duolingo. And I love the mission. It's just how do you learn a language? So I'm trying to learn Spanish. My beautiful wife's from Colombia, grew up in Miami, but a lot of her family speaks Spanish. So I'm trying to learn Spanish. My daughter speaks Spanish. So I'm just trying to to keep up. Come on, dad. Let's go. My eight-year-old's teaching (laughs) me now. So she helps me out. So uh, you'd see that out there. In terms of day-to-day, just reading The Hustle is really good publication, very well written. That covers both tech and non-tech top stories, but they dig a little deeper. Um, So we really like that. And then my team's fantastic because we came up, and this is, I'd say it's a shameless plug. We don't make money off this product. We designed this product so that I, when I was flying, I wouldn't miss out on what I needed to know. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we produced a thing called The Skinny. And it's very tight. We curate it from other sources. And it's just the top three things that you should know at the cocktail party. We call it the biz and buzz of tech. So it's very digital related, but everything in the world's digital now. So how so, do I subscribe to that? How would I? Oh, you can just go to socialnomics.com and you'll see it on the front page, subscribe to the skinny. Um, and again, I'd say it's a shameless plug, but we don't make money off it. It was designed historically. A lot of people read it now, but it's for me to stay abreast of what that you curate that for your listeners? I mean, that's awesome. I will definitely subscribe. Hey, in the show notes, we'll put that in there if you don't mind. So yeah, yeah, no. Subscribe definitely. and have that. We all have that need. Um, hey, switching gears again. So you're reading a lot. You're talking to a lot of leaders. You travel the globe. Is there any leader that sticks out for you right now saying, you know, that's someone to watch. That's somebody you're learning from. And, you know, maybe you could share that thought if you have such a person. Yeah, I was really fortunate. I mean, I'd say you as well. We just had lunch and I was a benefit of learning. So, but just being surrounded by great people. I was fortunate for the book Digital Leader to sit down with a lot of folks, but one that really stood out was uh, Tony Shea. And he's the CEO of Zappos, which he then subsequently sold to Amazon, but he's still running it. But he just thinks differently. So one thing that his mindset when he was running Zappos was he goes, if the world's going to this social nomics world, a word of mouth on digital steroids, why don't I take $40 million out of the marketing budget and put it in the customer service? So that if we deliver that customer service, that's our marketing because then our customers become our best marketers. So by doing that operationally, it allowed for a lot of things. Now, if you're on the phone with someone at Zappos, their key performance indicator isn't get off the phone in two minutes because it's costing us money. It's stay on the phone as long as you need to to make sure that customer is satisfied. If they want to talk about what's the best place to get pizza after hours in Las Vegas, 
just stay on the phone with them. And so what he saw too is that also he empowered those folks on the phone at customer service that if it's less than $100 to just make it happen. Don't talk to the manager. Just you can solve for the issue. Even if the customer is completely wrong, just solve for that issue. You don't have to talk to the manager if it's under 100 bucks. That's really powerful, right? I trust you is what you're telling your employees to engage, to be successful. Make it happen. You know, don't let that customer walk away. You know, in our case, members walk away and tell, you know, you know, you've satisfied. You've done the job. So I really like that call out. Um, Let's see here. Thinking about you bring a ton of energy to the equation. If anybody has not seen Eric on stage, you want to Eric, go to your website and check it out. Um, So this energy, where does this come from? What do you do to re-energize and to, to bring it? I mean, so I obviously have downtime, but I get energized by the audience. But before I get on stage, it's just the people that I'm able to interact with on a day-to-day level um, can just keep me up to just inspire me. Uh, but then once you're on stage, just knowing just the energy of the audience and that if you can impact, even if it's just one person, if even it's a big event, if it's just that one person that connects with you, that's what it's all about. And so it's, that's what keeps me energized. That landed for me when I was in the audience, and that was the connection and part of why we're here today. You know, Eric, we're coming to the top of our time. Is there anything that you'd want to share with our audience before we go? I'd say this is a digital age. Success is a choice. And so it can be a grind out there, but just understand that, that success is a choice and just always go back. Do the word exercise whenever you're feeling like, why am I here? Just try to do the word exercise. And then I heard from a lot of people that are much smarter than I am in my travels. Whenever they get stuck on those days, these are top performers. These are the top of the chain when it comes to business, athletics, nonprofit. When they get stuck, they go, you know, the best thing I found doing is going and giving my time and donating my time somewhere. And then all of a sudden that gets me right back on track. Um, And so that's, that's what, that's what, It's been a big learning for me, and hopefully it helps those listeners out there today. Powerful message. The whole discussion was. Thank you very much for sharing your talent, your energy. And, uh, hey, everyone, check it out. We're going to have in the show notes information on how to contact Eric and uh, hear about his books that he has. And and so, Eric, thanks for being here today. No, thank you. It was an honor. That was fun. All right, everyone. Bye for now.